0: All right, dads, I have got an incredible guest to bring you guys today. He is a WWE legend and a Hall of Fame wrestler. He goes by the ring name Edge. Adam Copeland joins me today. Adam is currently starring in the smash hit series Vikings on the History Channel. And Adam's wife, Beth Phoenix, is also a WWE Hall of Fame wrestler. So you can only imagine the smackdown at playtime going down in that house. But what a talented family. It's so cool to have Edge on the podcast. Adam Copeland will be here with me in just a few minutes. So please... Stick around for the interview. I do have some incredible guest announcements coming your way soon, so make sure you are following me over on my Instagram account, at Alec underscore Lace, for all of the latest and greatest guest announcements. Also, I have begun uploading episodes to my YouTube channel, so if that is a better way for you to listen, please hit me up with a subscribe. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. Friday on the show, retired Navy SEAL Micah Fink will be joining me for the first Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood in 2020. I am completely honored to have had so many members of our military on the podcast. Last week, I was joined by retired Delta Force operator Brad Taylor, who is also a New York Times best-selling author. So if you missed that one, be sure you scroll it back and take a listen. And since we're focused on the WWE today, make sure you go and listen to my interview with WWE superstar Titus O'Neill, who joined me back on episode 233. And as always, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day. Right here with me, and I'm going to be right back with Adam Edge. Copeland. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Dads, are you tired of taking supplements that never deliver? Well, Redcon One was created to ensure that you get real hardcore products that deliver real results. Trusted by four-time world strongest man Brian Shaw and founded by Supplement Entrepreneur. Aaron Singerman, Redcon 1 is crushing the industry. You have to try their MRE bars, which are packed full of nutritious food sources that will replenish your system when you need it most. And they taste so good, your toddler will think they're eating a candy bar. But we're talking whole food meal replacement. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save 20% on their entire order from Redcon 1. Simply use the promo code FATHER at the checkout. So let's go, dads. For the highest state of readiness, choose Redcon 1. Visit Redcon1.com, use the promo code FATHER, and save 20%.
1: Uh, joining me now, First Class Father, Adam Copeland. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Well, cool, Thank you for having me. I, uh, I
2: enjoy the title. I, I'm glad I'm included in that club, so I'll take it.
1: Yeah, very cool. start started right here. How many kids do you have, and how old are they?
2: So we have two girls. Uh, we have Lyric, who is uh, now six. She turned six December 12th. And, um oh my gosh, six going on 16. You know, it's crazy. And then we have Ruby. Who is three years old? Uh, she'll be four on May thirty first.
1: So, I'm uh, I'm neck deep in estrogen. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, are you guys uh, Are you guys going for the boy here? Going for the third? Or are you all done?
2: I I've no. always said once they outnumber you, once their team's bigger, now now you're playing catch up. Right now, <laughs> I feel like I feel like we got it dialed in. We we got a pretty good balance, and uh, you know, for me, I never it truly didn't matter to me. Boy, girl didn't matter. I just wanted healthy, you know, at at the end of the day, healthy, 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 great. They're healthy. That's all I care about. So, uh, yeah. And also too, just in, in in raising these girls, I realized my temperament and you know, my, my wiring, I think I'm, I'm much better off being a father to girls. I think, um, I, I think a little boy and I would probably butt heads a whole lot. And then once they were teenagers, oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I love it. You know, I think there's a – there really is that special bond between a daughter and, and their dad. And, I don't know, there's just something in hearing those little girls say, Daddy, just you, – you can't beat it.
1: Yeah, very well said. I'm right there. We had we had our three boys first, then we got the girl on the fourth try. If we didn't get her on four, we'd have five by now. But we got her, and she runs the show here now.
2: <laughs> yeah, see, they tend to do that. I, hey, and I am totally outnumbered. Like, I got my husky. He he's the only other boy in the house. And I look at him <laughs> and I go, Bud, we need to go for a hike, don't we? <laughs>
1: uh, Adam, if you could please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do.
2: Uh, well so I um was a professional wrestler for 20 years. I started uh, training for wrestling when I was 17 and uh, retired when I was 37. From there, um, acting, I don't know if accidentally, serendipitous, whatever, fell in my lap um, and I started acting right after I retired because uh, a show called Haven saw my retirement speech, um, which was unscripted, live mic on on TV, and, and they said, we got to try and get that guy. So, one episode on that turned into 42, and about a uh, quarter of the way through it, I realized how much I loved it and how much uh, of a creative outlet it still was. Twenty, which what I need in order to still be the kind of dad I want to be? Um, and uh, lo and behold, you know, nine years later, uh, I think I'm up to about 100 episodes of TV between Haven and Vikings and and a few other things. So that's what I'm doing now, and it, uh, it it's really nice because. You know, with a prior job, you're on the road 250 days a year. And I know it's possible. I know it's been done. But I can't picture being the type of dad that I want to be and be as involved and be as present as I am now if I were on the road that much. I just, I, I like I said, I know it's possible. Uh But right now, acting has been able to give a really nice balance for me. You know, the longest I've been away for an acting gig is two months. And that felt like eternity. But then I was home for eight months straight. And then, you know, I'm gone for two weeks here. Then I'm home for two months. It's really, we're really blessed in in how our schedule, my my wife and I, Beth, you know, she flies out once a week uh, for, you know, two and a half days to to do her job. And I'm here. So I I can be here and, you know, we kind of tag in and out. Um, and, And we found this nice, nice balance uh so it's the acting thing has really made being the dad that i want to be possible
1: yeah that's awesome adam and i know that you you know you had kids after your wwe career was finished uh about how old were you when you did become a father and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life oh my gosh
2: yeah, i mean it changed everything so we i retired when i was 37 and um then Beth and I got together after I retired, because she was also, uh, she's a former wrestler as well. And so we started dating, and then about a year in, we both realized that this was it. And uh, then we decided, okay, we'll have kids. And I was 40 by the time that we had Lyric, and uh, like almost 43 by the time we had um, Ruby. So I, I obviously started later. And I think emotionally, and from a maturity standpoint, I got all the other stuff out of my system. You know, I'd I'd gone for that career that I wanted. I got it. I did it. I accomplished all of that. So it didn't feel like, like I was missing out on something. I was truly ready and prepared to focus on being dad. And, uh, you know, having grown up without a dad, I didn't didn't have any cues to take from, you know, I had my grandpa, I had some uncles, you know, obviously, but I, I, I really just wanted to be a very present father figure. Um, and I think the age really, really helped me with that. And having that, uh, kind of gotten my out with wrestling for 20 years, you know, I, I felt like I did everything I wanted to do so I could fully, you know, be a partner and be dad. Um, in terms of, you know, concerns. One of my concerns is okay, energy wise, I hit forty. I, I felt it. <laughs> Am I gonna have the energy to keep up with these girls? Am I gonna be able to roll around on the floor with them? But it, it's they, they don't they keep you young because you have to get up. You have to get up and go. You have to move and, and continue to they they keep you spry, I guess, for lack of a better term. And um it, it's just it's such a an amazing thing to watch—the leaps and bounds that they make. Gosh, like you know, in a week, I could be gone for two weeks, and if I get back, I'm like, "What? What just happened? You're you're you've matured so much in that time." And and thankfully, I am home, you know, 95% of the time, which uh, you know, so I get to be there for a lot of it.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And Adam, obviously, you played a very you know intimidating character all them years, Edge in in the WWE. Uh, but how are you as a disciplinarian as a dad of two girls are you a spanker timeout guy how do you kind of handle discipline with them i'm a timeout guy
2: i'm a timeout guy um you know once once they hear a certain timber in my voice i think that's when they realize okay we need to stop pushing our boundaries now and i i think i'm probably more of the the bad cop in in this scenario you know um Beth's, Beth's term too. Uh, I will say though we we have to you know all things considered pretty well behaved kids though um it, it, we we haven't had to you know really have to come to Jesus too often it's it's they they kind of get when they've gone too far and then they pump the brakes and um it, but, and they're also completely different you know Lyric our, our oldest she's very full of empathy and she's very just caring. She's already like a motherly old soul. Uh, She likes to draw and she likes to to write things and and sing songs. She's our little artist. And then there's Ruby. And I think as the years go on, Ruby will be the one that will will probably test my my parenting abilities because she's just, remember the Kool-Aid guy that would run through the walls? Oh, yeah. That's Ruby. So Ruby is that kid that she's jumping off of stuff and she's running into stuff and running through stuff. And I mean, of course, why wouldn't there be one of those between Beth and I? The apple doesn't fall far, right? So what what, what I think will be dangerous about Ruby is that she has Beth's, like, strength, natural, just pick up a bulk and strength, but migrate. <laughs> and that's a really dangerous combination. Whereas Lyric... <laughs> has my physical like she's going to be tall and long and like like a volleyball player or something but she has best mentality so she's very sweet and kind
1: <laughs> yeah that's awesome now have the girls seen uh any video or do you have pictures in the house of you and beth uh during the wrestling years are they aware of that yet or they haven't uh, been introduced to that yet
2: no you know they, i mean they know we did it um just because they've they've heard it in conversations over the years and everything but we don't have anything up in the house we don't have any memorabilia like up on the walls or anything like that um the only time that lyric was able to see anything was actually during Beth's hall of fame induction speech and you know at that point ruby was 10 months old so beth was 10 months removed from having a baby she's up on stage in her down saying her speech i had lyric who at that point i think was three and a half and um we uh, we brought her with us. She sat in my lap. And that was truly the first time she saw any kind of wrestling at all. So I can't even imagine what her brain was going through at that point. She's sitting on my lap. She's seeing 20,000 people cheering for her mom. And now this is her first exposure to seeing mom do some of these insane things. And her her takeaway from the whole thing was, So my mom used to pick girls up and put them down nicely. (laughs) Well, not necessarily nicely, but yeah, that's, that's the general idea, honey. (laughs) Um, when we go to a WrestleMania or things like that, we'll bring the girls with us because it's like a, a week long thing. Um, and I think when they start to see people come up and ask for pictures and, and sign things, I think they're kind of like, well, that's, that's her dad. What's the big deal? That's her mom. What's the big deal? But, it, but they've, they've kind of gotten used to it and realized, oh, they, they like edge, right, Dada? And I'm like, yeah, that's, they like edge.
0: Hey, dads, are you looking to boost your energy level? Strike Force Energy has got you covered. With a Strike Force Energy packet, you can turn any beverage into an energy drink. Their original energy packets contain no sugar, no calories, just an explosion of energy and flavor added to any beverage. Strike Force Energy is veteran owned, and all their products are made right here in the United States. Co founded by Navy SEAL Sean Mattson, Strike Force Energy blows away the energy drink competition. Right now, first class fatherhood listeners can save. 15% 15% off their purchase by visiting strikeforceenergy.com and using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Strikeforce Energy turns any beverage into an energy drink. Get yours today, strikeforceenergy.com, promo code FATHERHOOD.
1: Yeah, and, you you know, it's one of the things, Adam, that that a lot of us, you know, dads don't have to really deal with as much as as the ones that are in the limelight, such as yourself and your wife there, whereas because of the access we all have now to the technology, uh, your kids, eventually, they'll be able to just Google and find out all kind of information about you, all kind of information about your wife, see videos, all this stuff. Um, Have they gotten involved in the technology at all? They swipe in screens? Are you kind of monitoring them? And how do you kind of like feel about all the technology with the kids growing up here?
2: We monitor it, uh, it, but I will say that is one of the things that I'm I'm really, um, you know, how do I navigate that? How do you stick handle that? And I think that's, I I think as long as we have a a united front on that, um, and I think as long as, you know, Beth and I can agree on on kind of what the parameters are on that, hopefully we can help them navigate that because, you know, growing up, we didn't have that. and, And I think of it in terms like this, like, you could leave a bully at school when you were our age, right? You you go home and not have to think about it until Monday and then deal with it. Now it just seems to be able to follow you wherever you go if you choose to, you know, kind of be attached to your whatever your device is. So we monitor it, you know, we monitor the the T V consumption. We um we try to be, you know, pretty hands on with that. Um you know, we just the, the first thing that we just got now as a gift for for Christmas from a friend was this this little watch, and it's almost like a a kids version of an, uh, you know uh, Apple Watch. And Lyric's pretty enamored with it, you know, because she can record herself and then play it back. So now I, I've found her going around the hor- uh, house and and recording. Like when she recorded the sunset, and I was like, okay, see th- this is the good thing that this can be used for because now you can go back and watch that sunset. But it's better to just be present and and truly watch the sunset, and you're experiencing it now instead of recording it on a you know a phone or a watch, and now you have a filter through. And yeah, you can watch it back, but there's nothing like watching that actual sunset. And you know, I, I try and reiterate that to them, and they get it to some extent. Like last night, we had a beautiful one, and they actually sat and just watched it with me, and it was it was so nice to be able to just sit on the deck and let nature do its thing, and and they appreciated it, which which was good. And if we can keep that alive, I understand it's going to find technology is going to find its way in, especially once they get into you know grades one, two, three, four, five, and everything, but. um if we can find some kind of balance there and whether that means, okay, we let's go on a camping trip, let's go on a hike, let's, whatever it is, let's just get outside. You know, um, I think that'll really help. And thankfully they're both really interested in, in being outside in nature. And, uh, you know, one day we were on a hike and we and I think at this point it was like four and a half and she goes, but the conifer is true, dad. I went, what, where,
1: where did you learn that?
2: Um, but, uh, you know somebody had said it, and she paid attention it's
1: It's definitely uh you know a struggle for all of us parents. It's just this how to deal with the technology' Cause there's so many benefits of it, but there's so many so much downside to it, so we're all yeah. trying to figure out better ways to navigate it for sure,
2: yeah, and I think that's all you can do is just try to manage it and and not let it become this all consuming thing you know where if you go into an airport and you see pretty much every adult is like an automaton with their face buried in their phone. And and I'm guilty of it at times too, but you know, it's also trying to show them that at home, like I I can't have my face buried in a phone all day. Um, You know, they see mom and dad go out and work out every day. So that's a habit and and, uh, a thing that they see in in terms of health and, and I like that we can, Show them that, but we also have to show them. Okay, Dad's had enough phone time or iPad time or whatever it is, because they take our cues from us.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Speaking of, uh, you know, leading by example, I know that you're an extremely charitable person. You know, as are so many in the WWE community. I've had Titus O'Neil on the show and just amazed yeah. by it by his charitable works. It's incredible. Uh, you know, the holidays just passed. Have you gotten the kids involved in any type of charitable causes just yet, and introduced them to that scene? Because I know that could be very beneficial to them.
2: We work with um, uh, with a place called Evelyn Charities here, and uh, you know we have a program called Headlock and Hunger, which helps basically feed kids uh, during the school year and during the summer months when they might not eat as much. Um, and and try to just we work with Arby's and um, and, and gift cards from Ingles supermarkets to try and just make sure that kids are fed when they're not at school um, because that seems to be one of the challenges is, uh, you know, they're okay at school, but, you know, in, in a lot of instances, they, they don't eat when they're home. So that's kind of a, a void that we're trying to fill. Um, and then we do an annual turkey drive. So what we do during Thanksgiving is uh, we'll set up in an Ingalls parking lot and we'll just hand out turkeys. So the girls have become part of that process where they'll help people walk their turkeys back to their car. And um, just, I don't know, just seeing that, I think, and, and seeing that not everyone is as fortunate as we are, um, I think it's important, you know, and, and helps also build that empathy and, and kind of have an understanding um, just that people need help and, and it's okay and we should be there to try and help because we can Um so locally that's that's what we try to do here. And uh it's it's rewarding. It's because I, you truly do see them the lights, you know, starting to turn on in there and kind of understand that, oh, it's not just the same for everyone. Okay. And and just understand the differences
1: and um and that we
2: can try and help with those differences, I guess.
1: Yeah, very well said. And what 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 about uh what's coming up next for you here Adam? I know I I see the rumors circulating about you returning to WrestleMania. Yeah. You you denied them. What are your plans for 2020 here?
2: I uh, I'm going to do a whole lot of nothing. I just wrapped on a movie uh there a couple of weeks ago um with uh with Kelsey Grammer, which for me was kind of a bucket list thing for me because uh not only is he one of my my favorite actors, but he was my mom's favorite bar none, <laughs> favorite actor. So I, I think she's somewhere, she passed away last year, but I think she's kicking around somewhere pulling some strings because the, the randomness of that, I was like, okay, where are you at, Ma? I know you're <laughs> like just um, So I just finished that. And there, there's a weird fallout after every production you do because you're on set and you're kind of like you're in it and you're your lines and, you know, all of those things and you're – you're either living out of a hotel or whatever it is, and, and it's very – you're very taken care of. Like, you're, you're, your clothes are folded. Your meals are brought to you. Like, it's very uh, – basically, everything's taken care of for you. And then you get home and you go, oh, yeah, I got a, I got a little dishwasher. Oh, oh, the girls need wipes. Okay. <laughs> so there's that. I'm I'm back to Mr. Mom now. Okay, got it. Yep. Because, you know, Beth, like I said, leaves for, for three days of the week. So – um, there's always a couple of weeks of trying to play catch up of like, oh yeah, th- this is what I was doing right before I left. So um, that's really uh, that's my plan. It's just to 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 be home. I continue to to audition for things and scripts will come through. And if it's something that really really um, really intrigues me or I, I really bite on for whatever reason, then that's that's when that'll probably be the next project kind of thing. Um, but thankfully you know wrestling was very very kind to me in regards to that i i can have those choices which is um which is great because i can pick and choose and be home be home with the girls um and yeah i've I've read all the rumors i'm like i've been in pittsburgh apparently and i signed the contract and i'm like well i haven't seen the contract i haven't been to pittsburgh in about four years so I don't know. The last time I was in Pittsburgh, I got my wrist fused, and that was in 2013. So uh, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what what everybody's – I think it's just this time of year when it's, you know, Royal Rumble time and it's WrestleMania time. Everybody starts, you know, thinking about all the the different people that could come back, but, uh, you know, I'm not one of them, you know. Um, I think it was part of my own problem on our podcast, on the Edge and Christian podcast we used to do. I said I could have a match tomorrow. So it's my own fault. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know me saying i could do one and then you know having to clear all of the uh all the hoops that you would have to clear and all the doctors that would have to okay it
1: and you know that's just that's a different you know
2: ball of wax altogether
1: yeah i think some wishful thinking involved there as well um, all right, last thing I want to hit you with here, Adam, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Ooh, so
2: one of the first things that I learned, and and I, I guess in the beginning you almost feel useless because there's not too many things that you can't really feed them unless you're doing formula, which if that's the case, then yeah, that now you can be involved. Or if your wife pumped ahead, head or, uh, but I found that I could set up a feeding station for lack of a better term for my wife on every floor. So what I would do is I would surround the chair where she would feed the girls with Gatorade, with mixed nuts, with, you know, little granola bars, just snacks, just honestly, because she was so thirsty. And I just thought, hey, I I can supply that. Set her up for that. She's getting thirsty. She's still feeding. Bam, Gatorade down the hatch. She'd go through like a case every two days. And then if we did pump ahead, I took over nights. Just get ready to be up a few few and more times during the night. And that's just part of it. We tried to have a natural childbirth, but, you know, it just wasn't happening. So we had to do C-section. And Beth didn't read up on C-section at all, but I had. So because I had, one of us had the knowledge of that going in. So I knew what to expect. I could kind of talk her through it and say, no, this is normal. Don't worry. This is normal. This is normal. This is normal. Because from reading up on it, I I had that knowledge going in. She didn't even want to have her mind go there, and I get it. But I knew one of us had to, you know, just be there for, for your wife because, you know, breastfeeding can be a thing, man. And we have no clue. about how difficult that can be and and how, you know, energy draining
1: and and all consuming. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I gotta say Adam Copeland, you're a first class father all the way and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first class fatherhood.
2: Are you kidding? Thanks for having me on here. Appreciate it.
0: Back to wrap things up here on First Place Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Adam Copeland for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. Make sure you lock it in for Friday. We got our first Frogman Friday edition of First Place Fatherhood in 2020 coming your way. Retired Navy SEAL Micah Fink joins me here from montana that one will be up on video and available on my youtube channel so make sure you subscribe to me over there link in the description of today's podcast episode that's all i got for you guys today i'm alec lace thank you for listening to first class fatherhood and please remember guys we are not babysitters we are fathers and we're not just fathers we are first class fathers